YouTube is a strategic opportunity in 2023 for your business, specifically with your video content. And today we're gonna talk about how to optimize your videos to get found by more customers on YouTube. Today, we're gonna to talk about YouTube strategies for realtors to crush it on YouTube in 2023. Why? Because YouTube is an amazing platform whereby you have the ability to attract high intent in-market buyers and sellers who wanna do business with you. And the reason for that is fundamentally because YouTube is more of a search engine than it is a social network. And therein lies kind of a secret sauce and a strategic opportunity. You see a search engine, which is what YouTube is. In fact, YouTube is the third most popular search engine worldwide. Google's number one. Google Images is actually number two, and YouTube is number three. And the next one on the list is like way down the list because Google dominates the search space. But the user behavior of somebody on a search-based platform like Google or YouTube is so different than if they're on Instagram or Facebook because on platforms that are social networks, they're typically feed-based. Meaning I go on Facebook, I go on Instagram, and I scroll and I see what it shows me. I'm not necessarily looking for anything in particular, which means my willingness to watch a video or stick and engage with your content for an extended period of time is limited because I'm just kind of scrolling to the next thing on social networks. But on a search engine, I'm gonna type in a thing I'm looking for. And then it's gonna rank videos or rank the results based upon the order of relevance, whether or not they meet the needs or intent of my search. And I'm gonna to choose to watch a video because I believe based upon the thumbnail, based upon the title and things like that, that this video is exactly what I'm looking for, which means my appetite for consumption is much better than if I'm on just a social network. My willingness, my intent to watch for longer means I'm looking for more. What it really boils down to is that the intent of buyers and sellers who reach out to you or find you on YouTube is just better. It's greater. They're further along in the process of maybe being ready to do business with you than on regular social networks. Another reason why YouTube is just frankly awesome is because the content is arguably evergreen. Break that down. What does evergreen mean? Evergreen means that it lasts. You see, on a social network like Instagram or Facebook, what's the average life expectancy of a post? And it's like a day, maybe two days. Why? Well, because it's a feed. And so people are scrolling through a vertical feed and there's always new posts kind of out with the old, in with the new, always new posts coming and going. And the algorithm prioritizes new content. It basically means that with every new post you share on a social network, it's kind of burying alive the last post. Why? Because social network algorithms prioritize new content, period. But YouTube's different. YouTube looks for relevance. Why? Because it's a search engine. And so if you have a video that's ranking on a given search query or a couple of different search queries or phrases, and then people watch it and it performs well, then YouTube's like, let's keep ranking that video. And so you can get views for literally years on a given YouTube video, which means every time you add another video, it's kind of like putting another soldier in your army. It's another video that can rank on different queries that buyers or sellers or folks might search. And it just keeps building views, building views, building views. And because they ran the search, that triggered the video to rank in the results, it means the intent of that viewer is greater than if they just happen to see it involuntarily on a given social network. All I'm getting to is that YouTube is an awesome platform to use video that generates and attracts and gets your brand discovered by in-market buyers and sellers.
Welcome to This Week in Marketing. My name is Jason Pantana. I'm your host, and I'm so glad you're here today. If you're new to the channel, make sure to tap that big red subscribe button and then hit the little bell icon right next to it so you get notified whenever we publish new videos just like this one designed to help you grow and scale your marketing and your business and to crush it in 2023. So without further ado, let's dive into our topic today, which is YouTube. How do you optimize? What are the techniques for realtors to put in place so they can crush it and dominate YouTube in 2023? First things first, let's break down a table of contents. First things first, this video is going to have a lot of meat and potatoes and I don't know, salad to go along with it. Let me give you a table of contents. We're going to talk first about the algorithm of YouTube. Sounds super exciting, I'm sure. Uh, what does YouTube look for in every respective video that's going to either set your video up for success or for failure? We'll break down what are those variables. And then I want to do a little case study, a side-by-side -side comparison of two coaching members in our ecosystem who are both in their own rights, crushing it on YouTube. But I want to talk about juxtaposing the differences in their channels and why one works the way it works and why another works the way it works. And then last, I'm going to go through a list of tips and best practices with every video to set it up for massive success, algorithmically speaking on YouTube. That's what's in store for us today. YouTube's algorithm evaluates three major factors, click-through rate, watch time, and retention. I want to break down all three of those in a way that's simple to understand. First, beginning with click-through rate. What is click-through rate? Click-through rate simply means that if YouTube shows your video to a thousand people, what percentage of those people actually click it to watch it? They might see it in their subscriptions feed, in the search results, in a home feed, whatever, all that's weighted. But YouTube is very well aware of every place it might show your video to a prospective viewer, and it's measuring constantly how many people saw the video versus how many people clicked the video. So it's calculated by the total impressions divided by the number of actual clicks to watch. Impressions just means the number of times somebody saw your video, essentially. And so they're looking at the click-through rate, which means if they show your video to a ton of people and nobody ever clicks it, YouTube's like, huh, seems like people don't like this video or it's not really really meeting their initial kind of surface line needs. And it's going to algorithmically demote your ranking with that particular video. So click-through rate is our first variable to kind of be aware of and cognizant of from an algorithmic standpoint. The second factor is watch time. So what that means is once somebody clicks your video to go watch it, how long do they watch it? Do they watch it for three or four seconds or five seconds and then bounce? Because if that's the case, YouTube's like, well, maybe they thought it was what they were looking for, but it turns out it was a fake and it wasn't really what the viewer had intended on finding in a search or something to that effect. Again, YouTube is aware of, well, how did they click the video to watch it? Did they click and watch it from the search results or was it perhaps they found it in their subscriptions feed and all that stuff, all that data is taken into consideration and it's weighted. But the general point is the longer somebody watches your video, the better, right? because it sends a signal to YouTube that this content is meeting my needs, my needs, the searcher's needs of what I'm looking for, or in this case, it could be the viewer's need, depending upon where they found your video. Now, the third variable, retention, is a little bit different, a little bit less linear than the first two. Click-through rate and watch time are pretty straightforward. They saw your video, they clicked it or they didn't. They clicked your video to watch it, they watched it for a long time or they didn't. It's pretty straightforward, but retention is different. Retention is the measure of the total amount of time collectively, cumulatively, viewers spend on all your videos combined. I kind of call this the seniority clause. In other words, it's going to be really difficult for a baby brand new channel to release their first and only video and that video to perform really, really well. Instead, what the retention factor does is if you're a channel that produces lots of videos and you just keep adding videos with great consistency, 
eventually it starts to add up and people start saying, I'm gonna watch this video. And then at the end card, it pops up and they watch the next video and the next video. And it's like a ping pong from videos. And it creates a network effect whereby because you have so much content, your channel becomes much more valuable to YouTube. And therefore it helps sort of reinforce your ranking across the board. So don't be discouraged if you're relatively new to YouTube and you don't have a ton of videos yet and you're not getting a lot of views. Still, follow these practices and watch what happens. When you cross about 100 videos on your channel, basically you're giving YouTube more options of where to send viewers to next and all that aggregated watch time is gonna start to add up its retention on your videos across your entire channel and then bam, all of a sudden your videos are gonna go from like hardly getting views to a bunch more views and it's gonna be consistent, predictable growth. And all that evergreen stuff I talked about in the beginning is gonna to start to pay off because every video is like a soldier in your army. These videos you published, I don't know, six months ago that weren't doing much will suddenly start doing more. Why? Because you hit a critical mass in terms of the amount of content you were publishing to the channel. An analogy I've used to describe a channel with only a few videos on it is a cul-de-sac channel. There's like, it's a dead end. There's nowhere else to go. So in other words, think about it from YouTube standpoint. If you're a channel with like hardly any videos, YouTube's gonna have a hard time thinking, I should prioritize this one video because it's almost a sure bet that when they're done watching it, they're gonna leave YouTube versus a channel of a creator who's established and they keep making videos over and over and over again. YouTube's like, absolutely, because if they're gonna watch that video, then I can send them to go watch this video and that video and that video and keep them on the platform and show more ads and YouTube wins. A lot of folks are like, ah, algorithms are scary, they're too technical. But in the case of YouTube, if you wanna crush it, you gotta understand what does YouTube want or expect from creators? If you can help them get what they want, you can get what you want. Because end of day, YouTube's a platform that sells ads. The longer they keep people on videos, the longer they keep people in the platform, the better it is for them. So if your videos can get more clicks, longer watch time, and if you make more videos to get that retention factor up, you're positioning your channel to win on YouTube. Hey, quick sidebar, if you wanna go way deeper and at a slower pace, step-by-step, step, on how the algorithm works on YouTube, how the platform works, but not just YouTube, also Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, really your entire online content strategy, then make sure to check out our course, Cracking the Social Code. It's part of our Marketing Pro training platform. Just visit tomferry.com slash marketing pro to learn more. Within our coaching ecosystem, we have a number of clients who are crushing it in their own respective ways on YouTube. And as promised, I wanna break down a couple of case studies in terms of what they're doing that's different and the same, compare and contrast their channels, because there's a general principle when it comes to YouTube strategy that absolutely applies. You get what your content attracts. What does that mean? Well, that means if you make videos that are relevant to somebody who's relocating to the area, you're gonna get reload clients. If you make videos that are relevant to local homeowners, you're gonna get local sellers or maybe local buyers. If you make videos that are all about buyer information, you're gonna get buyers. You get what you attract in terms of content. And I know what you're probably thinking. You're like, okay, well then I'm gonna make a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. So I'll basically diversify all my content on my channel across those different buckets so I can you know, spread it out and get the best of all of it wrong. That is not how YouTube works, unfortunately. You see, YouTube is always forming conclusions about your channel. It looks at all your videos across your entire channel and it's like, oh, I get it now. This channel makes videos like that for people like this. And so if you start to diversify and mix up the type of content you make, you actually confuse the algorithm in terms of who is your ideal audience. But if you make videos that are all within your niche, so to speak, they're all around that same vein of topic and subject matter, then you keep feeding the machine that is YouTube and it's like, oh, I get it. This channel makes these types of videos for people like that. I'm gonna go show it to a larger audience of people who meet those specs. 
you get what your content attracts. So take Brad McCallum, for instance, one of our rock star coaching members in Calgary, Alberta, whose YouTube channel is killing it, producing in particular a lot of seller intent, a lot of listing opportunities. And just for stats sake, his channel is so popular and so successful now that Brad generates roughly 30 minutes of watch time consecutively every minute of every day, 24 seven, nonstop, no breaks. His channel is crushing it. In terms of content, Brad produces a show called Million Dollar Tours, and it's what it sounds like. It's Brad touring really, really nice properties. They're usually his listings now. That wasn't always the case. He used to have to get permission to actually make the videos, but they attracted seller intent. Why? Because homeowners were like, I want my home marketed like that. He was getting a lot of buyer action, and sometimes he does find a buyer for his property off of YouTube, but it had more to do with sellers are like, I want my home to be represented and shown to buyers like that, in particular, a certain type of seller seems to be most latched onto what he's doing, and that is luxury developers. There are a lot of developers and builders who are building really beautiful homes, and they're like, this home that I built deserves that kind of a spotlight. And Brad has developed a reputation for being able to bring a property to the marketplace in a way nobody else can compete in his marketplace. And so because of his content, remember, you get what your content attracts, he's attracting a lot of seller intent with property tour styled videos. Again, he does get buyers, he does, but I'm just saying in general, when you look at the strategy and how it's working in general, it's a lot of seller intent. Compare that against Ken Pozak, who runs an amazing team in Orlando, Florida. Ken, just for instance, on his channel, generates upwards of three to 400 inbound organic YouTube leads every single month based upon producing, I'm gonna simplify this, two videos a week. He goes live one day a week, and it's a really beautifully produced live show, great content. And then he produces a pseudo long form piece of content. It's like nine to 12 minutes long, it's very well researched. And Ken talks about the stuff that matters to locals or people who are moving to the area. So he'll talk a lot about Disney because that's a massive factor in people who are moving to Orlando. He'll talk about which neighborhoods and why, and he'll provide knowledge broker content and thought leadership for anybody who's thinking about making home in Orlando. He attracts a ton of buyers. He does get listings. He does get developers, just like Brad does get buyers but he tends to attract more buyers on his channel and he's built a team based upon that activity of like 20 plus agents because there are so many people who are hungry for the information he is sharing about his marketplace. He is the authority of all things real estate on YouTube and he's crushing it. But do you see the difference? Like Brad, Ken, both crushing it, amazingly so but doing it differently. Now remember, the temptation may be to do both what Brad does and what Ken does, but you might put your channel at risk of being kind of spread or torn apart and unclear to YouTube who you're really for. You've got to decide what are you building and then make content that gets you that result. What kind of content are you creating on your channel and what sort of customer is it attracting? Let us know in the comments and make sure to check that thread. It's always interesting. Now, no matter the style of content you choose to make for your YouTube channel, make sure it's properly optimized every time with these six tips. First up, include a keyword rich title with every single video. Now remember, YouTube is a search engine. So as people search words and phrases, i.e. keywords, make sure that those keywords, the ones that you wanna rank on, are present in the title of your video. Couple of rules about this. One, don't stuff a bazillion keywords into your title. That's not gonna work for you. You need to choose, hey, I'm ranking on this keyword. This is the phrase, this is what my video is about, this is the intent, and get super clear and really hit home with that specific phrase or keyword. Additionally, I would encourage you to be hyper-specific. I see a lot of videos that are kind of generic where they're like, three tips for buying a house. Okay, tell me more about that. 
three tips for buying a house in 2023, Nashville, Tennessee, or something like that. Add additional words that are contextual and give YouTube more optics on who might be searching for this and how is it relevant to them in the title. Next up is tags that relate. Now, not hashtags, tags. When you upload a video to YouTube, there is a section designated for tags. Tags are simply there up to 500 characters to reinforce what your title is about. You can use some tags or all 500 characters, whatever you want. Here's the main idea. Choose tags that actually reinforce the keyword in your title. What a lot of folks do is use tags aspirationally. So they're gonna say like, I don't know, one of the tags might be Taylor Swift or something they think is trending because it's gonna get their video seen by more people because maybe they'll pick up on that search query. Wrong, not the way that it works. Tags should simply reinforce the core idea, the keywords of your title. Third on the list is what I call a front-loaded description. Now the description is just the caption that goes with your video. The reason I say to front-load it is because YouTube only shows one or two lines of your description and then there's a see more button if you wanna read and expand the rest of the caption. You need to make sure that that beginning sentence, that opening line in your description, really once again, it reinforces the title, it makes some kind of a hook or a promise that gets me to wanna click it open and see more because guess what? If I'm reading more of your caption, YouTube also infers that I'm watching more of your video. It's gonna build up that watch time variable which means algorithmically speaking, my video is destined to do better. Number four is an optimized file name. So when you upload your video, like an MP4 for instance, it might have some funky name like IMG underscore 986 and some just a bunch of random kind of gibberish, so to speak. But you're missing, if you don't change the file name, an opportunity to once again reinforce the SEO of the keywords in your title. So I would rename the actual file before I upload it to YouTube to integrate some of those keywords in my title to once again point very, very clearly to YouTube, this video is about this, it covers this, you see? Tags, description, title, file name, it talks about this, so that you can rank on more searches and get discovered by more buyers, more sellers who are looking for whatever your video covers and are in market, willing to do business with you. Now, number five appeals to a different metric and that is an optimized thumbnail. The thumbnail is simply the image that is attached and uploaded alongside with your actual video file and it's the thing that people see that really is the determining factor about whether or not they wanna to click to watch your video. So remember, one of the variables was click-through rate. When they see your video, do they click to watch it? What, what do they see? They see your title and they see some of those things, but really they see the thumbnail, that image that represents your video. You need a super clickable thumbnail. You can use Canva or hire Fiverr or somebody like that, but my advice to you is you should actually attach a separate image and not just rely on a specific freeze frame of your video unless your video is that good and you feel confident that that freeze frame is gonna make me wanna click to watch it. Because ultimately, if folks see your video and don't click to watch it, it is, absolutely holding back the performance of that video long-term. Now, one important caveat is don't use pure clickbait. The thumbnail should be related to the actual video because what happens if somebody's like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna click and watch that video because the thumbnail was kind of a lie and then they start watching the video and they're like, oh, that was a bait and switch. They're gonna bounce and that's gonna damage your watch time variable, which is one of the things that YouTube looks for. So include a clickable thumbnail image that is related to your video. And finally, number six is to think strategically about the runtime, i.e. the duration of your video. How long does it need to be? Now I know there's YouTube Shorts and YouTube Shorts are ranking in search and YouTube Shorts are limited up to 60 seconds, but I'm talking more today about your on-demand long-form videos 
And here's my thought to you, and you can take this with a grain of salt if you want based upon your own strategy. These videos that are between six, nine, 12 minutes tend to perform better because there's more there for the viewer. Remember, this is a higher intent viewer because theoretically they're finding your video in the search results, which means they're willing to watch. They've got a better appetite to watch more of your video. And so you can actually work against yourself by making the video too short. I'm talking the horizontal on-demand content. You can work against yourself because if I see the search results and all the videos are six minutes or longer, for instance, and yours is only like 45 seconds, I'm going to infer that your video is lacking substance and not choose it. That's just me, so take it with a grain of salt, but think strategically, how much time does this video need to run in order to give the idea to the viewer that it's got enough content to keep them there, that it answers and addresses the intent of their search or whatever it was that led them to the video. And then also, you wanna really turn the clock on that watch time. I wanna have enough time on the video to get people to really watch it because algorithmically that's gonna serve everyone's interest well. Understand the algorithms, decide what kind of content you're making based upon who you want to attract and optimize every single video. Do that again and again and again, and you're gonna build a YouTube video army that's going to attract more buyers, more sellers, more customers for your business. Hey, quick ask, if this video was relevant and useful, please give it a thumbs up and share it with somebody who needs to see it. Thanks so much for watching. Until next week, this is This Week in Marketing.